Listen to this episode to learn about the brand building entrepreneur. Get money. This is the Come Up Steps to Success podcast with your hosts, James Lawson and Courtney Steven. We're about to learn how from the man himself, <laughs> uh, Ryan, Mr. KOA. And that's all you really need to know him by because, I mean, most people probably call you KOA all the time. Or KOA because they don't know it's an acronym. Okay, <laughs> wow, you get co-op? Daily, daily. Does that annoy you? 100%, 100%. So for those who don't know, break it down real quick. What is KOA? So KOA is the uh, beast in itself, um, It's and it's also bigger than me. I guess we can start from the beginning. Is that what we're doing right now? Start from the beginning? Already? There's, tell there's us the no story better place. You, we, we don't know the story. We, you is, tell us. We jumping into this right now? Okay. Um, KOA. It stands for King of Arts. Um, how I came up with that name, very interesting, actually. Uh, I played university basketball um, out in Ottawa, from Ottawa GGs. Played three years there. Blew my knee. That was it. Wait, hold on. The GGs, they're, they're good. The GGs, good. Yeah, we were, yeah, top, we were top in the country. They're a top cool. team. I know. Was, we were battling between Carlton back then. So Carlton was always number one. We were kind of number two. Like, okay. But, uh, yeah, so I got recruited to go to Ottawa. Great school. City, I didn't really like Ottawa. I didn't really like the city of Ottawa too much. No. Nah. But the people, the team, everything, I loved it. Um, but yeah, so I played three years there. Two years, um, I played very, 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 very well. My third year, we got, no, sorry, my second year, we got a new coach. So the, recruit, the coach that recruited me there, he, rec- he only coached us for one year. After his first year, he's, he took another job at McGill. So I was pissed because I was like, I just got in my first year. You recruited me here and you're gone. Right? So I'm like, wow, okay, but. My team's here. I love the guys here. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to suck it up. Whoever we get next, like, we'll all figure it out together. You know? Exactly. Don't you hate that about sports, though? Hate like, it. it's just like, as I, an athlete, you yeah. put in everything. You're yeah. there. But then the dynamics can change at any given 100%. moment. It's almost, like, it's almost like life, actually, though. Yeah. Because like, you could be doing something and the situation changed, the market mm-hmm. changed. You got to adapt. You got to adjust. So tell me how you adapted into the change like after the coach you know just said hey i'm off it uh it was tough because i feel like he lied to us um because when he recruited me because at the time I was, I was talking to Courtney earlier um i had to choose between basketball and football so i had off- offers from um, mcmaster for football or ottawa for basketball and i was like i love basketball i don't i like football but i don't love football i'm good at it i'm a receiver I'm good at football, but I didn't love it. You know I play football, but yeah. I didn't love it the way I love basketball. So I'm like, I could have done both, but I'm like, in terms of when you're in school, like it's a daily thing. If you're not loving it, you're it's not a grind. Like, it's a grind. You it's have to grind. love what you're doing because you're missing, you're missing class. You're, you're, you're missing all the events. You're missing all the parties sometimes. Like you got to love it or else you're not going to get by. Right. So I decided to commit to basketball. The coach told me, he's like, you know what? I want you to come out here. I'm going to build around you guys. There's a couple of other guys that are coming with me. It's like when you guys come, we're gonna build around you guys. Told told us all the all the fluff you, you he hear. He told you the right things. All the right things. Yeah. One year the guys guys out. So I'm like, what the? He had bigger. <laughs> he had bigger and better plans. Yeah. Like, and the thing is, like, I get it because he got a twenty grand raise. McGill mm-hmm. was offering more money. I mm-hmm. get it. Mm-hmm. But in terms of morally, he know he knew he was leaving before he recruited us. Right. Right. Anyway, new coach comes, dynamic shifts because now he's like, we're the other coaches guys. He wants his kind of players. Naturally. He's kind of, but he's like, I, I can't get rid of you guys are here. So it's kind of, he's just treating us differently. Like he's not cutting us yet, but he's kind of, you can tell it's a different dynamic. Like we're not his guys. 
anyway, dealt with that for one year. So that was my second year. After my second year, um, I come back to my third year, and he's like, all guys have to stay for the summer now. I'm from Toronto. So everyone in Ottawa, most of the people on the team are from Toronto, except for a few guys that are from the city there. It's like five-hour drive. Yeah, five-hour drive. But we all, like in the summertime, we're there all year, all school year. In the summertime, we go home and kick it with our friends. He's like, nah, this year we're all staying. I'm like, what, what the hell? Right. And he's, then he gave us like a, you know, if you were a passive-aggressive, and they're like, I mean, you could go home if you want, but you know, yeah, he dressed like, up the ultimatum yeah, like, like you really had a choice. Yeah. So it's like, all right, like, you know, if you go home, like right. it's, he's going to say something, right? Right. So I decided to commit. I'm like, you know what? I'm here for this. I'll suck it up. So, you know, I'll deal with this. So I stayed in Ottawa for 12 months, the whole year. Trained all summer, playing my best basketball I ever played. At the end of the summer, we have a preseason game. I think on like two days after our practice. Two days Two days, we had practice in a preseason game in two days. All busting ass in practice. Our season starts in a month. My third year, my season starts. And I'm at practice. We're doing a one-on-one drill. And it's just one-on-one full court, right? Guard your man. Just, it's a drill. We're in practice. Done it a bunch of times. It's, we've done it a bunch of times. It's not, and it's not, it's not serious like that. So when my teammates is covering me, I made a move, crossed him, and I'm just going down to, to score. And that, it's practice, so I'm not taking it too seriously. Like, I already beat him. I'm like, just do a layup. He had, he was mad, I guess, or because I beat him, or with, like, some guys have their pride in them, or whatever oh, it is, right? So I'm, I'm ahead of him now. I'm not looking back, because it's, it's a drill. And I'm about to do a layup, and I'm going up super light. Going up super light. He comes trucking behind me, jumps on my shoulders as I'm going up, and he's gone. I collapse to the ground. And this is like, keep in mind, I was there all summer. My knees just exploded, by the way. Bro, I know man's hate injuries. Like, any I don't, like, don't want to after that. Any, uh. ath- any athlete listen to this, you guys know that when an injury, like, it's, oh. I'm cringing right now. All right, before you go I'm any further, right right I want you to go back real quick because you said that, you know, the situation had changed. The coach yes. was gone. You know, you felt like he did you dirty. Mm-hmm. And... But yet you decided to stick to the situation. Yeah. Now, in life, you know, that's going to happen a lot. You know, mm-hmm. something's going to change and you're going to be like, I don't want to do this. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be here no I more. I went through that. You yeah. could have made excuses yeah. and said, let me cut. Mm-hmm. But you decided to commit to it. Tell me how you motivated yourself to keep working out. Um, to be honest, it, it's you, when you, especially with sports, I think sports has helped me a lot in terms of just prioritizing and just seeing what's important and what's not important. Then the day the coach left, but... I have to perform. You know what I mean? And I came here for a reason. I didn't come here for the coach. I came here because my goal back then was to go go pro, go to Europe. Like, I had a goal. So that had nothing to do with the coach. The coach gave me the tools to go on the playing field where I can be seen and whatnot. But if he leaves, that doesn't ch- change my goals. Your life goes right? on. Right? So my options were, okay, if he leaves, I can transfer. But if you guys know about sports transferring, if you transfer, you can't you play that following year. Right. You got to sit. So I'm like, are you willing to sit just because the coach that you liked left, or are you going to deal with whatever comes and just make your way through, right? And I really didn't want to sit. That's really key. I'm like, I'm not sitting. I, right. I'm not going to go through your sitting. Because it's, it's bigger than the it, one big, relationship. It is. It yeah. is. And I, I love the guys that are there. Right. I, I'm still there for school, which is still important. I, I, think, still ha- I still have my courses. Like, you know what I mean? So no regrets. No regrets. No regrets. 100%. Even well, though you know how the story played out. I yeah. mean, that was similar for me when I went to... Uh, School at Northern Illinois, redshirted a full year after I did the transfer thing, redshirted for a year, and then in my next season, the fifth game, running down on a kickoff, tore my ACL. So yeah, but what are you gonna do? You just 
rise to the occasion yeah. or you lay down, you get to pick one. So basically you guys are telling me that it's still possible after you hit rock bottom, you think it's over. 100%. There's no more solid a foundation than rock bottom. I hit depression, dog. I don't think I've ever told you one. Actually, I've told a couple people I'm like in interviews and stuff, but I actually hit depression after I got hit. Like, that's literally how KA was built. That's, that is the story. I never, like, I'm super, I'm always positive. I'm always, like, high, like, I'm confident. Like, anyone meets me, there's people who meet me and they're, they're nervous to meet me because they're like, yo, I feel like, I thought you were this. I'm like, yo, I'm chill. I mean, like, there's, there's some, there's some basis to that, get, you know. Sure. You know, there's yeah, some basis to that. Yes. But, you know, at the end of the day, you have to be open to everybody's yes. personality. And yes. you, when you get to know people, you realize, okay, well, yeah. he might be, act that way, but that doesn't mean that. Yes. That's who he is. Exactly. There's other sides to you. 100%. You know, so let's get deeper into this story because yeah, yeah. you blew your D because this, uh, I don't want to say the word, yeah. but person, yeah. you know, Thumbs hops on, on your back, whatever. What happens after this? That is a blessing and a curse, which is funny. Um, actually, not even a curse, just a blessing because there's no real, like, the only curse out of it was it was painful to, <laughs> to rehab. Uh, it was nine months of rehab. Um, I rehabbed faster than I should have. Because, you know, athletes, it's like, you just want to get back into it, right? So I remember my my physiotherapist was like, you know what? Take some more time. I'm like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I want to get back in there. So I, I came back. This is my third year now. And I came back in January. So I blew my knee in August. Okay? January is like five months, right? August, yeah, four or five months. Super early. I'm not ready. <laughs> like, 100%. I tore my meniscus. So it wasn't like... It wasn't the ACL, but it was it was car it was the cartilage behind my knee. If you guys know meniscus, is, but it's painful, super painful. Right. Same thing happened to Derrick Rose actually. Um, so four months is not right. I'm not good, especially when you're jumping up and down for a living. And so and it's daily, like it's not just you're playing basketball here and there. It's like practice morning, night, like right, it's right, a lot. But I just wanted to be back so bad, and we had a new coach. So I just, I just had this internal like I got to prove to this guy, you know, like he's in, he, like that. That makes perfect sense. I feel like right. Yeah, like it, I just felt like I'm like I got I got to come back because he doesn't know me like that. Now I'm injured. I got I got to come back. You got to show right? him your stuff while you have the chance. Exactly. So I I I lie. <laughs> I, I I come back to practice a little really early, and he's like, "You're good." I'm like, "I'm like, yeah, I'm good." He's like, "You got cleared." I was like, "I'm alright." I'm like, "I'm good." He's like, "Okay." So I go out there and I'm busting ass, like killing. I'm, specifically killing this person that, that injured me because he's now playing my position. Keep in mind. Oh, this we're the same like position. Movie. So I got to watch yeah. every day, every season, him in my position. Just So it's just like a knife every day. I'm like, yo, this guy injures me and I have to watch this guy. Like, it, yo, it's like, it was a lot, right? So I get back super early. I'm in practice. I'm just going at this guy, at this guy. And he falls in love with that guy, the coach. So that guy can't do any wrong now. So now, even though I'm beating him in practice, he says to him, you're going to let a guy come off injury and beat you. It's not him. Do, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's a negate of me. It's like, how are you going to let this guy get injured, come back and beat you? It's yeah. not, I'm doing well. It's you're not doing good enough. You know what I'm saying? That's how he was structuring the conversation. And I, and I was just, I was taking that. I'm just like, Hmm, like I was seeing what's going on. I'm like, okay, but I didn't let that get to him. I'm just going to keep busting this guy's ass. But after the practices, I was in pain. Like, Cause it was, I wasn't ready, but yeah, I just, right. I would never show it. Like, I'm right. just like, when I'm there, I'm there. But when I get home, I'm dying, like secretly killing yourself, secretly killing myself. Right. But I'm like, it's bigger than this. Like I, I got it. You saw it ice. I do what I do come back. Anyway, um, fast forward end of the year, he was barely playing me here and there. And he would use the excuse against me to be like, Oh, like 
you should sit this game because you know maybe you just need time to rest like he's telling me what i need right so but i knew he's trying to do like he's trying to structure it to give him a reason not to play me right so i'm like nah, i'm good he's like so our best our biggest game this season is Ottawa versus carlton everyone knows about this game big rivalry big rivalry same city same city it's called scotia bank scotia bank center Ten thousand, like ten thousand plus people the city everyone comes he comes up to me he goes uh we're gonna sit you this game the biggest game of the season dagger i look at him i'm like what he's like oh yeah i know you just got your injury so you know uh just gonna sit you this game you can, you can take it take it for some rest i'm like i look at him i'm like really all right he's like i'm gonna dress it's another it's another player a rookie i'm in my third year guys i'm gonna dress a rookie and sit you because you're injured or you're not fully ready you're not re- telling me i'm not ready so i'm like i'm not gonna argue he's, i'm like okay all right he sits me he dresses the rookie doesn't play the rookie at least play the guy like it's just a slap in the it's a slap in the face i almost feel like it's a business decision because sometimes uh i mean that's happened to me before in yeah. my career in, in football and I look at it and it's like, it's actually a great marketing tool because you're bringing out recruits and you're saying, hey, look at this guy. He signed his first year and he's playing in this big game. Mm-hmm. But then you realize he doesn't play at the end of the game mm-hmm. because, you know, maybe the game was close. You mm-hmm. didn't make it up. But I feel like it's a, it's a business decision. See how you said maybe the game was close? Huh? You see how you said maybe the game was yeah. close? We lost by 40. Oh, man. <laughs> Couldn't even get some garbage time. You didn't even get no garbage time. So Bro. that was just, oh, man. So, so these things are building up inside you now. You're, mm-hmm. uh... <laughs> Like I around what it, year is this? this? What year is my third year? So 2009, 2010, 2011. Okay, so wait, was J. Cole out then? Because I know when I was at Northern. Friday Night Lights? Yeah, when I was at Northern and even like uh, Sideline Story, all those other ones. Mm. Yeah. I'm talking about, I walked on. Mm. So like, I, I was on the sideline in a different perspective, like just different things happening. I dealt with my injury at a different point in my career, but it was like certain songs I was just mm-hmm. listening to. And I'm like, man, this guy is wrapping my life right mm-hmm, now mm-hmm. i'm sitting on the outside looking in and i'm like yo you guys have no idea how much time i put into this yep, and yep. that's why i'm so frustrated right yep. now but i'll just keep that to myself mm-hmm. kind of deal i don't know what what'd you do to what'd you do you just you turn to the arts is that like something you had been doing on the side forever no, and that's, then that's literally what happened so well before this happened um didn't play that game etc fast forward fast forward to the end of the year now end of the year we have a player coach meeting Everyone has a player coach meeting at the end of the year. And that's at the end of my third year now, right? He goes, um, uh, hey, Ryan, we're going to meet on this day, this time, whatever. Come to the office. Open up. No hold bars. Like, be honest. It's a trap. That is a trap, right? <laughs> that is a trap. He's <laughs> Good like, old-fashioned bait and switch. Yeah, come on. Come on. But he's like, yeah, come to the office. You will talk about the season. Talk about how you feel, whatever. Don't anything back. Be completely honest. It's your opportunity to let me know exactly how you feel. Right? I'm like, Okay, cool. Go to his office. Now I'm like, he knows the dynamic um, that he's built now. He knows I don't like this guy. But he knows I don't like him. He could, like, I'm not someone who can hide certain things. I won't disrespect anybody. Right. Like, you're, still, you're still in power as a coach. Like, I won't disrespect you publicly. I won't embarrass you in front. Like, but you will know if I don't like you. Like, I'm not going to be like, hey. Like, right. It's, you, not, it's I, not your job to be friends. Absolutely not. And you know you what you've been doing. So it's not it's not to be like Oh, you know. Yeah. It's not to be like, hmm, I wonder why Ryan doesn't like me. Or maybe because you bench me when I bust a guy's ass in practice and I still don't play. Maybe. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> right? So he knows the dynamic. He knows what's going on. Anyway, get to his office and I have to make a judgment decision right now. He goes, Be completely open with me, let me know how you feel. 
let it all out. In two seconds, I had to ask myself, okay, you can literally be honest and probably get cut, or you can suck it up and lie and come back next year and be miserable like you are right now. Make a choice. I had two seconds to decide this because I'm in his office. <laughs> like, I got to choose. Crunch time. And I'm like, I would rather let out whatever I have to let out and whatever happens, happens from that than to pretend like I'm okay with this and just, I, I, I can't do that. That would hurt more to come back next year and just try, know what I'm expecting. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I let it out on him. I was like, listen, um, coach, with all due respect, I'm like, you are a very stubborn coach. Um, you don't listen to your coach, your assistant coaches. You have assistant coaches for no reason. There's a reason they're here. It's because you're supposed to see things you don't see and you don't listen to them. So there's no point. I'm like, you wonder why practices are shit is because you want us to work hard in practice, but there's no reward at the end. So if, if I work hard, I bust my ass and I don't play, I might as well come and jog because if I'm not going to play anyways, well, I'm going to bust my ass for what? And you, you are putting that through and not just, it's not just me, like other players that's happening to. Right. So it's like, you're wondering why practices are bad because people are coming to practice with a philosophy that you are giving us that whether we work hard or not, whoever's going to play is who coach likes. Right. That will ruin a team. 100%. And now as a result, when we travel, we're separated. And you did that. Like you did this. Like the older guys, like the guys from the old coach, we're all together. And we, we're on our hotel rooms together. And the younger guys, they're together. And like, we're, and they're fragmented. They're fragmented. It's not the younger guys' fault. We can't get, they're not mad at them. But you made this separation, right? And now they can't really come to us because they feel weird because they know there's like a, a riff. So how do you respond? He was turning red. He was like embarrassed as fuck. Like, then he started going off on me. He's like, he's like, yeah, well, um, you missed the most practices on the team this year. I was like, I was injured. He's like, yeah, but you didn't show up in the mornings. I was doing physio. Oh, but you could have booked your physio. Around. Coach, what are you like? What are you saying? Like he was trying to poke holes. He's like, when I looked through the when I looked through the uh, the practice sheet and the individual lists for for workouts, you missed most of them. I was like, so he wasn't even there. Wasn't even there. I gotta look at the sheets. So I'm looking at this whole entire story, and you've you've analyzed. The story. So that means you've, you've gone over it in your head a lot. 100%. You know what I'm saying? So, it was close to your heart. I mean, rightfully yeah. so. You dedicated your life to this. <laughs> so for a certain point in time, like even when you said the, the D word, mm. right? Like you talked about going into a depression. I feel like that's some... We said every athlete dies twice. Yeah. Mm. Like you die when you die, but you also die when you walk away from your game. And so mm. like that's something that a lot of us got to face. And I say us because I know me, myself... And a lot of people out there listening, athletes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man, when you identify with something so closely, like it's gonna be, you're gonna analyze situations, think, what if? You're gonna see, did I make the right move or not? Like, mm-hmm. did that play out how I envisioned it? Of course, I feel like you're invested. Mm-hmm. So, I want you to ask this, answer this question. Then, when in your lifetime, like in your journey of you know being alive, like you know, when when did that mentality of just whatever it takes? Oh, I'm just, just- gonna be persistent. Whatever it takes, because you you're telling me about a number of situations, mm. coach changes, you know, injuries, uh, exit meetings going left. Mm-hmm. You know, why did you keep going? There's a lot to my life, a lot of layers to my life. Uh, my mom, she's a single mother, still. Um, my dad and her separated when I was like, bo- like when I was born, so I never I never had my parents together. They've always been separate my whole life. They're still cordial, but I never had both parents on the same roof. So my whole life, I've had custody. Like, I lived with my mom for a few years, lived with my dad for a few years, lived with my mom back and forth. 
I've moved 10 times in my life. I've been to eight different schools. I'm, I'm used to adjustment. Like I'll, I'll come to a school and I know when I get to that school, I might not be here next year. You know what I mean? So I won't make friends. Like I, I, I'll, I won't get close. I'll make friends. Cause like, Oh, this is a new kid, Ryan. But I won't get close. Cause I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I'm probably gonna leave next year. Cause my mom might have to move and something might happen. And we just have to get up and just got to deal. Like, I don't question why we have to move. What I just, okay, so we're doing, all right. I'm always on board with her. Right. So quick question. Quick question. I'm sorry I cut you off. I'm just so intrigued by, you know, your mentality. That's why, because I've studied you, you know, Mm. for a long time. Like at that moment and when you're young, how do you feel? Like, how do you feel about knowing that you might just end up being somewhere else in Mm. the next year and might and you can't connect with people? Mm -hmm. Um it's it's interesting because I think because I'm the oldest, I've like I have six siblings right now. Um, back then when I was younger, I only had my, my younger brother who's three years younger than me. So it was really just me and him, but it was really just me because he's just watching me. Right. And his dad wasn't really around that much. My dad's not his dad. Right. So it's like, it's me. I'm, I'm not, I'm like seven years old, eight years old, whatever year, but I'm the older brother. I'm the big brother all the time. Right. So it's like, even though something might be bothering me, I always look at it as I can't let him know it's bothering me. Even if it is. And I think that just got ingrained to me because I'm like, I don't want him to have to worry about shit. And my mom doesn't want me to have to worry about shit. And I know she's doing that for me. Like, I'm aware that she's doing that. And I think the fact that even as a kid, to be aware that your parents are not showing their pain. Like, most kids don't know. Like, you know, most kids don't know what's happening in their parents' life. They just, whatever the parents show them, it's like, oh, everything's cool. But they don't know what the parents struggling with rent or struggling. Like, kids don't know that stuff. Well, I think when I was, I was young enough, I was around enough that I could see that my mom was actually struggling with stuff, but would still come to me with come to us with a smile on their face and like everything's good. So I'm like, I know something's wrong with her, but whatever strength she has right now to pretend for us, I gotta do the same thing for him, right? And that just got ingrained in me that to the point where it wasn't pretending anymore. It was like I'm I actually will deal with whatever. Like I, I I'm good. You know what I mean? There's nothing there's nothing that's hitting me right now that's enough. For me to not progress. That would explain why you've been able to be successful doing so many different things. Because regardless, you know, they say it takes 10,000 hours, mm. you know, to be to be excellent, anything. But you, you've been an athlete. You wrote a book. You got a podcast, video podcast. So where did, where did the arts start out? Like, how did you start channeling all of that uh, uncertainty? You know what I'm saying? Obviously, a lot of resilience. You had to stay focused amid a lot of different things and maybe find like positive outlets. Do so you think that has something to do with it? Or like where was your head at when you when you sat down and put KOA on paper? Uh so how that happened was just jump back to that meeting with the coach. He cut me at the end of that meeting. Damn. Oh, Spoiler geez. alert. So after I told him after I let out what I have to let out, he says to me, he goes, You know what, Ryan? I could tell there's some stuff balled up in you and I could feel that, you know, there's a little tension between us. So I just don't want a fourth-year guy coming back here next year that's just not on board with what I'm doing here. So maybe it's just best we separate, go our separate ways. And I looked at him. I was like, all right. Shook his hand. I went downstairs. Went to my locker room. Unpacked my stuff. The rest of my teammates like, what are you, what are you doing? I'm like, coach just cut me. And I joke around sometimes. But not never about something like that, but I joke around about shit. So people were just talking shit, right? I'm like, coach just cut me. They know I had my meeting. They're like, you didn't get cut. Like, stop. But they know, like... They know I've been mad for a while, right? So, like, I wonder what this guy said. Like, no one knows, but they, they're like, you didn't get cut. I'm like, coach, just cut me, I swear. And they're like, I'm serious. They're like, nah, you didn't cut you. I'm like, okay, well, you don't see me here tomorrow? Okay. <laughs> okay. 
So imagine like, yeah, you cut you. I'm like, yeah, I'm good. After that, two of my teammates, they quit. I didn't tell them to quit, but they were also pissed off at certain things. And they're like, yo, if coach quit, cut Ryan, like, I'm not coming back and deal with this shit. So they decided to quit on their own. Right. Um, and then it just, you know, a, lot, a couple guys just didn't feel like playing anymore. Like it, it kind of trickled down. And those are all the guys, only, only people that, that happened to were the guys from the old coach. Right. Because we were all, we all kind of felt that. Y'all shared you know? a culture together. Right. So when, it's, when the coach cut me, they're like, guys, what the hell? Like, are you stupid? Like, right. And I'm not boosting myself, but I'm not shit. So like, you didn't cut me because I'm shit. You cut me, you have your own. It's political. Right. You have your own reasons. Right. But after that, like, I was acting like I was tough. I was like, nah, soft. Like, whatever. Like, you know, it is what it is. Like, I'm good. I'm straight. But that was killing me. Now, I've never been cut from you anything. You just lost, like, I've never been cut from, I've never been cut out, from like, eight years of your life, probably. Eight like, how years. How long have you been playing sports? What the hell? Since I was, like, eight. Oh, seven. man. I'm in, in my, third, my third year. I'm, what, 23, 22? Like, 14 years. Like, I've never been cut from anything in my life. Ever. Like, nothing. To be cut. Like, never. Anytime there's, like, teams on the wall, like... When coach puts the name, remember in high school, like coach put the team names on the wall, like right. players we made. I've never had to worry about that. I've never right. been like, did I make the team? Never. Right. So coach is like, you're cutting. I'm like, what? What's that feel like? What? Yo, <laughs> I was like, what? At the time, I, I just kind of like brushed it off because I brushed up everything else, right? But it didn't sink in till the following year when I came back. Because I at that point, I made a decision. I was, about to, I was about to leave. I was about to leave Ottawa. So it was my third year. I finished my third year, got cut. Now I have a fourth year to come into. And I'm like, am I coming back as just a student? <laughs> who? Who? Like, just a student? a student? Bro, like, I don't think you understand. A what? what? I, don't think, I, I didn't understand what I that was. I don't know though. what being a student is. I don't know what that. I've never been a student. High school, middle school. Like, I've always been on the basketball team or on the sports. Like, never just been a kid that just came to, came to school. Like, never. So I was like, I called my mom. I told her, I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm about to come home. She's like, okay. And I'm like, yeah. And I was snapping. I'm like, I'm about to, call, I'm about to come home. Like, I'm, I'm over this. She's like, all right. And then what? I'm like, I don't know. I transferred to York or Ryerson or something, blah, blah, blah. And just, at least I'm, at least I'm home. At least I'm, and she's like, come home and then what, Ryan? You're three years done. You have three years done of university already. You got, you're more than halfway through your, through your degree. You're just going to come home just because? Just I mean, you can. You're a grown man. You do what you want to do. But you think about that. So I was like, all right, bye. <laughs> Hung up. I was Your like, own right. man advice. Yeah, right? like she's like, I'm not gonna tell you to do, but hey, you know, which I loved her for. But um, so I sucked it up. I was like, you know what? All right. The only issue now though is because I played three years of basketball, course load is split up. It's like you can take a full course load as an athlete because there's so much time to dedicate to sports. So my your your degree takes four years typically, but it's spread out into five because I was playing basketball. So now I still have five years, but not playing basketball so i have two more years still without basketball two more years not just like you have, a, just, you have a huge void right now in your what? time in your heart and yeah, your like, imagination I, everything i'm like i have to do two years here like how are you ever past the time right so my first year there not playing basketball my fourth year um it was very weird very weird just went to class come home i no practice like I'm nothing. It's just like I couldn't sleep. I guess like, like identity crisis. Just not. I didn't know what I was doing. Right. I didn't know what to do with myself. I, I like. I come home. I'm like. I know my my. I know my guys are playing are practicing right now, but I I'm not there. Like I because I'm still like the, I still know the guys. Like they're still here. Right. I'm still in the city. Like so. You're, still, you're dealing with a lot of a, yeah. you're dealing with a lot of like 
emotions around this. A still, lot, even a year later. A lot, because I like, and they like I'm still going out with them places, but it's like, I'm to a limit. Like, right? Yeah, it's it just, couldn't be I, the same. It wasn't the same. So, um, I started to play a lot of just like R and B and like um, different types, of different music, like from different various artists, like um, John Legends and just. Just very mellow music. Just when you to, hit just, the rock bottom. You put the bro, rap away and start listening to on, the R and B. On God, bro, you just wanted shit. Like you, you don't want that ignorant shit. You just want just something <laughs> that just gets you just calm, bro. Because you're like, oh man. So I was I was doing a lot of, a lot of that. Um, Wale got me through a lot. Wale got me through a lot. Wow, there's a, there's a track. <laughs> there's a track called Layup. I don't know if you guys know that track. Mm-hmm. Him and Trey songs. Um, I've played that song over a thousand times. This track Layup by Wale, if you guys take anything from this podcast, track Layup by Wale started the brand. You know what's crazy? Okay, I know this is about you, but I had a song like that and started a t-shirt company when I was in college, like with a couple of my homeboys. And every, I I didn't have this MacBook back then. So I had to walk across campus and go to the computer lab and use the Macs that were in the computer lab to, you know, do all my designs. And so back then, you know, iPhone had about four gigs. I only had so many tracks. Mm-hmm. And so I had one track called Bass, ASAP okay. Rocky. Okay, okay. I used to listen on repeat when yeah. I was just designing t-shirts. Mm-hmm. But I, I know what you mean. Like, that was your track. It wouldn't stop playing. It put you in the zone. Bro, That so that track lay up. One day I, what was I do? Oh, yeah. This is how it started. So um, I had all this free time and I'm like, Okay, I guess I gotta get a job. Like I've never worked in university. I've always had no. I've had no time. I've never had time. So I'm like, okay, I guess I gotta get a job. So luckily, I used to work at a car rental company back home, Mississauga, a discount car rental. So I knew they had them discount car rentals out in Ottawa. So I talked to my manager. I was like, you think they can put word for me and like just transfer me to one of them here? They're like, stop, of course, yeah, yeah, whatever you want. I got the job in like a week, which is perfect. Perfect. Um, so now I'm there, but. It's Ottawa, like it's not busy like home. Like mm-hmm. it's just it's not. So I'm I'm at work sometimes it's just empty. Right. Just, and I'm like, okay, this is interesting. Like, let me pass the time. So this is when Instagram just started. Okay. So this I think it's 2012 or something like that. When Instagram just starts. No one knew what Instagram really was, just people just posting food and whatever random shit on Instagram. And I took a picture of myself, like a like a selfie of my like my profile, right? And I'm at work just bored. So I think I picked myself and I'm like, I'm going to draw. I'm going to just draw. I've always been artistic, but I've never like, done it seriously. Just, but out of boredom, I would like, draw and sketch and doodle. So I'm at work. I'm like, let, me just, let me just draw. Let me pass the time. So I take a picture of my face. I have my phone there on my table. I get a piece of paper and I have a pen. I have no pencil. So I, even, I can't even erase. I just have a pen. And I start sketching. And I sketch my face just off my phone, right? I take a picture of that face. And I put it on Instagram. That's how everything started. People are commenting. They're like, yo, who drew that? But it was shit. Let me tell you. Hey. Let me tell you. But no How one seen me do anything like that. They didn't even know. No one. like So even though it wasn't amazing, it was decent. But people but, people thought you were a hooper. I'm a baller. That's all. I'm a baller. And now I'm not playing ball. That's all people know. Oh, he's not mm-hmm. playing ball anymore. Like, and I just, boom, I have a, a sketch of my face. Like, what the hell? Like, it wasn't amazing, but it was decent. Right? It exceeded their expectations. 100%. And right? I mean, I think to me, that's the definition of amazing. 
Mm. You know, if if I went in an art gallery and saw it, I'm expecting something different. So it mm. might not amaze me, but yeah. But when I see somebody who spent ten thousand hours in one realm and then they come back to another one, it looked like they spent another ten thousand. Mm. Mm. That's amazing. That's true. Mm. Yeah, it's a good person. I never look at it like that. Yeah, man. Yeah. So so uh, yeah. So I post that Instagram. Um, people, that's when Instagram the was gateway drug of choice, bro. This is literally when Instagram just started. It's like no one knew Ooh, what it was. Front so. of the wave. I mean, I just got Instagram in February. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, yeah. and I mean, I'm I'm still a 20 something, but I feel like I'm much older. Yeah. yeah. Just you didn't jump on the wave. <laughs> I missed yeah. the wave, but like, yeah. it's good. No, nah, it's all good. It's good. It's refreshing. It's there for what it's there for. Mm. So like, let's jump into how Instagram, mm. this is a good segue to get into the business portion okay. of things. Cause you know, a lot of our listeners, that's what they're here for, yep. but they're also here for the interpersonal, you know, what got you to where you, you know, the intrinsic what's inside. So let's get to the business part. And you are the brand building entrepreneur. Mm. Like you have built your brand from scratch. Mm. Like you said, you jumped on the wave when Instagram started in 2012. Mm. And since then, I've seen multiple <laughs> different things from you. I've seen, you know, sketchings. I've seen, you know what? Tell us what you've used your brand and how you use Instagram to get to where you are today. Talk okay. about the evolution. Um, well, I've, I've used a combo of, of Instagram, of Facebook, of word of mouth and of websites. I build my own websites too. So I've I've found a way and I'm fortunate just, I guess, just by creativity, but I found a way to really drive people to my website because it's a very difficult thing to get people to go to another realm of of activity. Like people, people like things simple and quick. If it's not on the app I'm in right now, it's too much work. So it's like, I, I was fortunate that the way I did things and the way I brand things, even right now, like, you know, I, I, I put those, uh, I put those um, classroom lectures I do whenever I have a chance to. People go to my website to read the full thing. But it's not as, like, it's, it's bigger than, like, people can, think, oh, people can say, like, oh, they go to the website, like, okay. But it's a big deal for someone, like, for, in this day and age, for someone to leave something and go to your website to actually continue. It means they're buying in and you've yeah. created some sort of digital currency yeah. pretty much yeah. because now they're going to come to your website. They've mm. learned a behavior. And exactly. then when you say, hey, this is what I'm offering, mm. like, for example, your, you know, your classroom lectures, mm. which I read and I love them, mm -hmm. Thank you, you, you know, you're there. Mm -hmm. I'm there. I'm committed to five, ten minutes. Mm -hmm. And you can tell me whatever you have to tell me. Mm -hmm. When I started, I started with the sketching. This whole brand started with sketching. Like I said, sketching at work that day. Sketching turned to a little sketching business. That's literally how it started. So I, I was charging people five bucks a sketch. I'm a businessman. Like I was, I'm a businessman. I'll tell you that right now. Are you sure? Are you not a, a business? I'm a business man. man. Hey. I'm a business man. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So when I started sketching, I started sketching like every single day, like every day, every day, like 10,000 hours thing you're talking about. It was, like the first sketch was a shitty sketch on my face. And I'm like, all right, let me get better. Let me start doing ske sketching celebrities. So I was like taking pictures off the internet, sketching celebrities and posting, posting, posting. I was losing followers left, right, and center. People were like, what the hell is this guy doing? But I didn't give a shit. I didn't, because I'm bigger than you guys. Like, yes. my mind is so much bigger than you guys can leave now. You'll be back. Trust me. And they're all back, Courtney. They're all back, Jimmy. I'm telling you right now. So I'm like, you guys can leave. That's fine. So people are unfollowing me. People are like, whatever. They're leaving. I'm like, I don't care. I'm still posting. And the people that stay, you guys stay. Cool. I was posting sketches, posting sketches, and people started hitting me up. Yo, can you draw me? I'm like, cool, five bucks. They're like, oh, sure, whatever. Five bucks is nothing. But five bucks times 100 people, that's five bills. Bro, I made five bills off sketching. Wow. And the sketches are free like, to make because it's... The sketch took me like 20 minutes. 
Like I was just, I was just, I just wanted to just create and keep yeah. doing it, right? Then I'm like, all right, I'm tired of doing this. <laughs> like, I was like, I don't want to do this no more. What, what's next? I'm like, all right, let me start designing. Let me start, see if I can design, get creative, do something, do a logo, do something. Came up with the King of Arts logo. First King of Arts logo, I don't know if you guys ever seen it. Maybe you might see it, but I don't know. Yeah. Is a hand on the pencil with a heart on it. So I drew a, I drew a hand with a, pen, a pencil in the hand. That was my first, first logo. Drew that. Um, the King of Arts name came because uh, I've been told many times that I'm a jack of all trades, which is from my parents have told me and friends have told me, which is, which is really cool. And I was going to use that. Jack of trades was, was, was going to be my brand name. And I was like, but that's so typical. I was like, everyone knows what Jack of trades is. Like, that's, mm-hmm. it's not original. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I could be a Jack of trades, but that can't be my name. Right. right. So I'm like, okay, let me come with someone else. And I was thinking of, like, Jack of trades. I was thinking about cards and stuff, like, just chance and just. I was going through, I'm like, King of Hearts. I'm like, I like the King of Hearts. Like, hearts and love and, like, King and, like, I love that. And I'm like, I can't be King of Hearts. Like, nah, something else. Gotta be something different. So I'm like, all right, King of Hearts. I'm like, all right, cool, cool, cool. And I'm like, I'm drawing, it's art. I'm like, okay. Design, it's art. I'm like, skills, skills are arts. I'm like, these are all, it's all arts. Yeah. King of Arts. King of Art. Art. Everything is an art. Every skill is an art. And I'm like, everything I build is an art. It's a skill. Everything I, I learn is an art. I'm like, king of arts. All arts. Anything. Anything I do, I want to be the king of it. Every single thing I touch, every single thing, I'm going to be a king of it. King of arts. And it's stuck. And I'm like, this is it. That's what I'm doing. Abbreviation KOA, something real simple. Cool. Rolls off the tongue. Rolls yeah, off the definitely. tongue. And you know what, though? The fact that you... uh you put that one brand on it, it explains how you've been able to so seamlessly like merge all of the different ventures, all the different projects together. Because even like you're saying, you've got an Instagram account that's going to feature a whole bunch of sketches and photos mm-hmm. and, you know, things from the podcast or whatever. But then when people click through that link in bio and get to your website, it's a seamless transition. They're getting the same experience, the same branding, like the mm-hmm. same vibe. They know they know your your standard. Wherever mm-hmm. they go, they're going to get that same standard, I feel like. Right. Was that part of something you thought about, about making it seamless across everything you do? Or how do you approach, like, having so many different projects? Um, to be honest, I, like anyone, like, well, like most, most entrepreneurs or people starting, I had no idea what this would become. I had, right, if I'm being honest with you, some people would be like, yeah, I knew from the start, like, I'm oh, a basketball player. Right. Turned artist, turned entrepreneur, turned... I did not see this coming at all. I didn't even know what I was going to do. I just knew I was sad. I knew I'm not playing ball anymore. And I knew I need to find something else. That's all I knew. That's the only thing I knew. I need to find something else. I don't know what it is, but basketball's done. So <laughs> figure it out, you know? And the King of Arts came up. And I'm like, okay, I started designing. I started doing some t-shirts. Um, that's how the brand started. There's a clothing brand. So it's not just, not just brand, clothing brand of the brand, right? So there's more different types of brand. Um, so the clothing side of it started um, along with the sketching side. So I was doing sketches and doing logos and doing designs, put some on t-shirts, started selling. Those are doing well. Then I was like, okay, while I was in this like depression little stage, I would write just to get myself up. Right. So I wasn't writing for you guys. I wasn't writing for nobody else. I would post it for other people to see. But it wasn't for you guys. It was me talking to myself. If I was writing stuff like, um, you know, one of my one of my one of my favorite quotes I have is every mistake I've made has brought me right here. But this is no mistake. That's for me. That's out of your book. That's out of my book. 
every mistake I've that. made. We'll definitely link that in the show notes. We'll, we'll definitely link that. That's in one of my favorite notes. quotes. Every mistake I've made has brought me right here, but this is no mistake. That wasn't me talking to anybody else. That's me. But someone could read that and be like, yo, that's how I feel, which is exactly what I'm trying to do. Like, I'm building, and even my hat I'm wearing right now, if you guys see, it says, keep sleeping on me. This, this hat, as I've sold so many hats, it's insane. Last summer was one of my best summers I've ever had with this hat. It's in UK. It's in, I have one in South Africa. Like, it's all over the, like, it's all over the place, which is crazy for me, right? I have a book in South Africa. Someone ordered my book from South Africa. Like, even if it's one person in South Africa that's reading this. Can you understand the size of the globe versus the size Bro. of, like, the world that we lived in when we were growing up? Trust me. You know, right now, like, we're, we're doing podcasts. Mm. We're, we're making clothes. Mm-hmm. We're doing YouTube shows, all those different things. I say we as in us, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. and all the people who are listening. But, like, 15 years ago, we, we, we couldn't do this kind of stuff. At all. Not at all. It didn't exist. It's like, do you have a, any advice for somebody who kind of wants to get their brand started, but they don't know where to begin? I mean, there's so many options out there, and there's so much. It could be overwhelming. Mm, absolutely. It is. It's still it's overwhelming right now. I'm, I'm doing pretty well for myself, and I'm still overwhelmed. It does, that doesn't stop. The overwhelmed feeling is a good thing. I think the feeling of being overwhelmed is a good thing. Because you that feels the feeling of being overwhelmed to me is that I feel like there's so much I want to do and I can't do it. That is my feeling overwhelmed, which is a good feeling. Because it's like that means you're continually continuously driving. Something is continuously driving you towards something. If you feel like there's so much more I, I want to do, I just can't, can't do. I don't have enough time. I complain, I don't have enough time in the day. I don't have enough time in the week. Like, that's good. I never want to have enough time. I actually never want to have enough time because I'll conti- you will continually chase until I die. You will continually chase. And it's not a, it's not a continuous chase of, don't get, don't get me wrong, because there's a, there's a continuous chase that people do where they don't feel satisfied. And they feel like they're continuously chasing something, but they never feel satisfaction. I'm satisfied. It's a continuous chase of just growth and learning. You can, you'll, ever, you'll forever have to chase learning. But if you're just chasing money or just chasing stardom, or like those things, that's the wrong thing to be chasing. But if you're just chasing growth and, and knowledge, mm-hmm. you never stop. I never want to stop. You're not. You're not. You're not aiming for a finish line. You're no. You're just trying to live in that process. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. There's no. There's no. I know everything. That'll never. It'll never exist. Right. Once you stop learning, you stop growing. Yeah. So I got a question for mm. you, Dan. Uh, you you know, King of Arts. It started off like jack of all trades. Mm. But you said King of Arts. That's your brand on it. That's your twist on mm-hmm. it. Um. Now. Normally, you get the advice that you don't want to be good at a bunch of things. You want to specialize. Mm-hmm. You want to get good mm-hmm. at one thing and get really good at it. Yeah. But I feel like you've kind of put your own twist on it and said, hey, I'm going to get really good at whatever it is that I do, 100%. whether it's here, here, or here. Mm-hmm. Now, for the person that's coming up, because you know we are on the Come Up mm-hmm. podcast, yes, sir. they don't know exactly where to start. Mm-hmm. Maybe they just came off of a football basketball sports related maybe career related maybe you're just yeah maybe you just graduated whatever it is you're on a new beginning and you don't know where to start what is one piece of advice that you can give them to kind of find their path i like to work backwards and i'm not saying that like i'm revolutionary like i'm the first person ever said this no but this is how i actually work people say things people do things i'm one person that i do things i get things done i can confidently say that so how I get things done is by working backwards. And that's just what works for me. It might not work for them, but I would say at least try that. And by working backwards, for a sense, let's start with something like um, the podcast. 
my podcast is my newest venture let's say actually photography is my newest venture really so photography let's do photography so this photography realm i'm in right now like this happens super fast i don't think i know you have you've yeah. been yeah if you've yeah, been watching i don't know if you don't know me that well but this happened in like literally in a span of four or five months like the last four or five months yeah, so we, yeah. we saw the whole thing without even knowing did you if you've seen it oh i've been watching yeah so then yeah so you've if I've booked two weddings, three enga- or three engagements, and like twenty five. No, I've seen the post. You posted oh, a yeah, picture that said I, I I did like six yeah. six weddings, like yeah. five engagements, four bar mitzvahs, a uh, cat yeah. a cat shaving, <laughs> like yeah, I got a triple double. Yeah, it's like it's been a hot summer, y'all. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was all in the last five months. Did Did you have any like apprehension stepping into a world where you're not necessarily the master yet? Absolutely, but. This is exactly why I'm saying start backwards. So this is how I did this. This is exactly how I did this. I'll tell you exactly, exactly how I did the this. The formula. Hey, pay attention. <laughs> you are about to get... No, okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. So uh, when I first started my brand, I needed photos for my stuff, for my clothing brand. So I would I had a photographer friend who I was like, yo, you want to shoot for me? Blah, blah. I just need some pictures. I didn't have a camera back then. So I'm like, I need pictures of my stuff just so I can market. He's like, yeah, cool, cool. I got you. It'll be like 100 bucks or $120. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, right. I, I was thinking to pay him at first, right? Back then, right? Like, I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I'm just done. But I, I respect you. Like, cool. You know, like, I, I, I'll respect someone's craft regardless. You know what I mean? I, if you don't tell me it's free, no, I'll pay you. But I was like, oh, shit. Okay, cool. I paid him for it. But in the shoot, he has the camera. But I'm the one that's like, yo, make them do this. Make them go here. Turn them this way. Like, I'm like, I'm directing this. But only thing he has is the tool. I'm like... But he but but he invested in that, so that's why he wins. Like he has it. Nothing. I can't complain about that. So fast forward to now, I have my own camera. I've been using my camera for my YouTube videos, my YouTube channel and stuff. But I never use it for photography. I just use it for my videos and my 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 YouTube trust, my YouTube stuff. Um. So now I was like, I want to, I want to get into photography because I'm like, I want to keep building my brand as as I have, but I want to also see if I could really be a photographer. This was it was really me being like, can I really fuck with this? That's like, that same athlete in you yeah, though. That same like, it is. oh no, I just gotta show him real quick that mm. I'm actually as good as I think I yeah, am. Yeah. So I, I, it was really me just saying like, okay, I take photos, but I wouldn't say I'm a photographer. No. Like, you know, no, you know yeah, this? like yeah, yeah. I wouldn't like I take photos, but like I would I, if I say I'm a photographer, people would be like, oh, oh yeah. You know what I mean? No, no, I take pictures on the cool. Like, right. Yeah. So I'm like, why not? Like why? How can I be a photographer? Like, how can I actually be one where it's like people are like, yo, this guy's, this guy's actually a photographer. You know what I mean? But I'm like, how do I get there? So I was like, all right, let me work backwards. I'm like, okay. All the, other, all the pictures I see right now on Instagram or wherever, I'm like, what is it that makes me like it? Like, what, when I look at the picture, I'm like, why do I like this? Why do I say that guy's a photographer? Why, why do I say it? Not anybody else. Why do I say it? Me. Right? So I look at the picture. I'm just like, all right. There's lighting. There's, there's blur. There's this. There's, you know, there's, uh, it's really sharp. It's really crisp. I like the colors, the style. And like, I'm just looking, I'm just analyzing people's shit. I'm like, why do I like this? Right? I'm like, okay, cool. So I literally took everything that I saw and why I liked something, went to YouTube. How do you blur pictures? How do you work aperture? How do you do this? How do you do that? How do you do this? How do you do that? How you, like literally every question I ever had about why I like something, I searched all of it. Taught myself how to use my camera, bought a lens, bought a new camera, went out there by myself, started practicing, started shooting random people, started shooting random things, started going 
off into the bushes and shooting train tracks and seeing tower and foolishness like everything <laughs> and then bringing it home editing it going on instagram going on youtube and just training myself till i liked what i did like not just okay like i like it because i made it no till i really like i look at the picture right now courtney and I'm like, this is nasty. Like, 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 I can truthfully say that to myself. I couldn't say that first, but I'm like, how do I like, like, I can look at my own stuff now objectively and be like, if someone else posted this, I would like this. Man, I was, I was on Instagram one day. You went live. Mm. I think it was the first, the first print, my print. the first print you got yeah. done. And yeah. I think you were putting it up in the frame, yeah, yeah, yeah. selling it. And I'm looking at it. And mind you, you just told me right now yeah. that this started probably few weeks before then. Yeah, yeah. When that happened, I was like, dang, I didn't know that he did photos too. That's cold. Like, where do you buy this? But you know, like for me, from the outside looking in, I can't, I can't see your heart. I can't know your motivation. But the result of all of that, it's authentic. And it pours out because I'm looking at the finished product like, damn, this must have taken years of practice. But it's not necessarily years of practice. It's just an intensity and like a determination to like deliberately work on one thing super hard and go through the losses and take enough L's and have enough bad pictures and have enough people tell you, yeah, this is cool. Mm, yeah, but, but <laughs> right, yeah. you know, you you're just not afraid of that because mm. in every story you've told so far, it's been I've been there. I'm not worried about what other people think. I'm not. Not worried about what other people think. You're just trying to stay so true to yourself that you know, eventually you find yourself and authenticity always wins mm -hmm. like a hundred percent of the time. Mm -hmm. So man, this is, it's kind of sick to kind of now get the story with yeah. the pictures. And I promise you, you guys need to go back and check out, just check out the IG. That's the, like we said, that's the <laughs> gateway drug. Just go take in the IG and, and you'll see, but we'll post all that in the show notes. So you guys mm -hmm. can get caught up on all your KOA action. <laughs> Appreciate that. Man, I just got, I'm trying to, I'm trying to find out a little bit more on the business side. Mm. And I just got one more question, yeah, just more on the analytical side, just for the people that, you know, they want to know numbers. 100%. Do you feel that the people, the, you know, the audience that you built since, you know, the sketching, yeah. are those the same people that are still buying from the brand, buying into the brand now? And also how have you used Instagram mm -hmm. specifically and now even podcasting to boost that brand you know give us a little bit of the how you have your platforms working together yeah right. okay um funny enough i actually don't use my podcast to brand myself that's just my own decision though so that might not be the best help just because but in the sense i think it's already branding myself because of what i've already done so i think by default it is but i'm not like I, I don't plug anything on that on that page. It's like when you see Steve Harvey on Family Feud. Yeah, like you, you still like it, you're Steve still a, Harvey. You're still a Steve Harvey fan, so you're there, right? But he's not like I do comedy. I do like right. I feel you. You know what I mean? I so, but so I I don't know if I can really help in that sense because my podcast, how it started was I, I made a a post saying because I have my YouTube channel already, so a lot of my podcasts actually are people that fuck my YouTube channel, so that's how that kind of transitioned. Cause I, my YouTube channel, I used to talk about relationships and like all that kind of stuff. And that's called KOA talk, KOA talk. Yeah. Um, which I, I probably, I don't know if I'll get back on that. Cause it's just, you grow out, you grow out of things. Like I, I, those videos are still going to be there forever, but that, I'm, I'm out of that world. Maybe not focused I, on it right now. I think, yeah, I think I'm out of the, that world. I might drop a video random, like random, but it's not, I'm just, there's too much other things I want to do, but 
like everything has a time like that that built something for me to where i have to adjust and make something else right but um the podcast yeah i was doing a lot of relationship talk stuff on that and my friend akeem was like yo like i, I always love your relationship relationship talk stuff on youtube sometimes i can't just sit and watch a video so like we ever thought about doing a podcast he was actually the reason i started my, my teammate which is from Ottawa, actually <laughs> one of my teammates that were still good friends today um he's like yeah like well, have you ever thought about podcasts and i'm like Nah, I don't. I don't know much about that. People, people will listen to that. Like people, like I didn't know. Anything. I really didn't know nothing about podcasts. Nothing at all. And like people will listen to this. He's like, he's like, yeah. Like it, I listen to them. I'm like, how's it work? Like, what do you, what do you do? I, I knew nothing, bro. I knew, I knew nothing. Um. So just to give you a, answer, your analytic sense wise, um, it was all new to me. So I'm like, okay, did some more, re- did some research as I normally do. Like anything else I was about to start. I'm like, okay, so I got to do. I got, got some yet. Mic two mics I needed, which is a Yeti. I love my Yeti mics. You guys should probably invest in those. They're really, really good mics. Um, so I got the Yeti mics. Um, and I'm like, okay, how am I gonna brand this now? This was this was the difficult part where it's like you're asking, like, how do you start something? Right? So I was like, okay, cool. First thing you gotta do is people don't like being sold to. Nobody likes stuff in their face. No one likes someone say, buy this, go here. Like people don't like being told to do things. They just don't. They, they purposely will avoid it because you told them to. Even if they want to, because you told me to, now I'm not going to. Like, it's just, it's just it's dumb, but it's just, it's just something I've observed to people just over the years. So when I started the podcast, um, I made a video on my YouTube channel saying, I will not be off this for now. I'm going to be doing this. So if you guys want to see me, this is where I'm about to be, right? Then I was like, okay, I come up with a logo, which is the We Need to Talk. We Need to Talk logo. I just designed it myself. Just stuff I've learned as well from designing back from King of Arts, all that kind of stuff. So I taught myself all that stuff. Start integrating some other skills that I learned to build that. Then I'm like, okay, now when I, I don't like when you start a page, your your everyone's skepticism is like, okay, how do I get people to come on board, right? I only followed people, only followed people who liked stuff I did on my personal page. Not all the people that follow me, only people who engaged with me, because I don't need to follow everyone who's following me. Because you, I have over five five thousand followers. I don't have five thousand likes on my pictures. I don't have five thousand com- like you know what I mean. They're not all active. Right? They're just some people are just there to just watch what you're doing. Some people are there to talk shit. Some, people, but they'll follow you just to be there, right? So I'm like, I'm not following everyone who's following me. I'm following everyone who fucks with me. Everyone who's here. So. I go through, I went through all my pictures, like, and not just pictures of my selfies, like pictures like of stuff I've created, like stuff, pictures of my quotes, pictures of my book, picture. I'm like, if you're liking this, you actually like what I'm doing. So you're going to like what I'm creating. You know what I'm saying? So if you have a personal page and you have a post where it's like you playing football, people who like your football pictures, they like what you're doing. So follow those people. If you post, you know, a picture of a selfie, People might like you because they like your face. They might like, they might think you're attractive. They might like, they're, they're there for the wrong reasons. So I started following only people who like things I produced only. And most of those people followed me back, followed the page, followed the podcast page. Cause I know if you, if you like my book and my quote, you don't have to like that. Like you, you are looking, you're engaged. You're reading this. It's about the content. only. It's about the content. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, I was only following and engaging people who, actually engage with me not just doing a mass follow like like no because at the end of the day the followers don't matter those numbers don't mean anything 
No. But you're you're looking for the engagement. I want the engagement in the core audience. Mm. Now, if you go to our page right now, people are commenting every week. People are commenting. But those people that are commenting are the people that care. They care. So how I built that was literally just, just like that. Literally focus on the people that matter. The rest will come on their own. The people that matter are the people that you focus on. If you can get 100 people, if you can get 50 people, if you can get 10. If you can get 10 people that are solid for you. Those people will bring a thousand people. I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now. If 10 people fuck with you, like so hard, Jimmy, Courtney, like those are my guys. Every day I'll be like, yo, you listen to this guy's podcast? You listen? I will talk about you. Trust me. The majority of my photography gigs right now are I do a good shoot with somebody. They love it. I build a good rapport with them. I hear it next week. Oh, I got referred to you. By, I'm like, oh, shit. Like, That's just how the... That, but good word people, travels if people like you and they actually if you give them your attention you can't please everyone i don't try to please everyone if you talk to me i'll talk to you if you share my stuff i will share your stuff you are who i'm marketing to the other people that come on along the ride they just they're here they'll come and go but never neglect your core so if someone even if one person like there's people that comment every week and i try to respond to them because i'm like you, some of you might look at it as like, well, this person's annoying, but they're here every week. That's exactly what you want. Like, people get on their high horse and they're like, yo, this guy's commenting every bitch. Like, that, is the, that person's going to make you rich. That one person that's commenting, being annoying, sending you messages, oh, my God, I love your stuff every week. It might seem annoying, but change your perspective. That person's messaging you every week, even if he's one person. They identify with you. Like, that person, that person every week is like, I need to go to the Come Up podcast. I need, to, I need to listen to this. I get messages, random messages, people I don't even know, strangers. Yo, I found your podcast. Yo, I found your book. It really helped me through this. really helped me through this. I'm like, yo, message me whenever you want. Because that relationship is what builds you. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And man, just to, to sum this up and round it all the way to the top, because you have just... Rewind this. Go back. Listen to it again now because you understand what you're about to get you take this all in now because ground up actual facts real stories true success i mean what more do you want all right so i'm gonna give you a mic now there's your core audience is out there they don't know that they're your core audience yet because they haven't been introduced to you but through this this little one minute snippet they're about to decide if they want to get on the KOA bus or not. What is your best advice for somebody who's out there right now on the come up, regardless of what path they're in, but they're just sitting out on that journey towards, you know, that big goal, whatever it is their aspiration is. What is your advice for them based on your life experience? I will probably say this in every episode or any interview I'm ever in because I stand by this. I live by this. You can always do nothing at any given time. So if you try something right now and it doesn't work, and you try something else and it doesn't work, and you try something else and that doesn't work, keep trying things. Because until you're exhausted all your resources, until you've like bled and sweat and tears like into everything that you've tried, you can always go back and do nothing. You can always say, you know what? All hundred things I tried didn't work. Now I'll just chill. But until you've done everything, not the option to do nothing and chill will always be there. So why not do that right now? Why not do everything you could possibly do right now and fail, possibly succeed, halfway succeed, 
or fail every single time, whatever it is. You, if you quit, then you're, you're at nothing anyway. So I'm going to jump until I can't jump anymore. Because when I'm done jumping and I can't get as far as I want to get to or whatever it is, I can always be like, you know what? Let's just go back to a regular person. Let's just go back to regular life. I've done everything. I've, I'll, I'll join you in regular life now because I've tried everything else. We, we can just buckle down and just do the regular shit. But until you can say you've done everything and tried every single thing, there's no excuse. None. Now, if you could take all of that mm. and sum it up into one superpower that you have, what would that superpower, superpower. be? A superpower? Like, a, like if I was a hero or something like that? Hey, however you want to take you that. You are spin. a hero. I'm saying, what is <laughs> what is your superpower in this real life that you're living right now? What separates uh, you? That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a very few questions that stump me. That's a stump question. Okay. Uh, I could put into a superpower, noise canceling. Noise canceling. Saying it's hard to get you off your focus. If I'm in, I don't hear nothing. Everything's noise. It's just silence, bro. Do you ever struggle with work-life balance? Like, you know how people say you shouldn't just grind your face off 24-7? Do you ever get burnt out? 100%. But my burnt out, I get burnt out with a purpose. So it's not the same. Like, my burnt out isn't, oh, like, I'm so tired. My burnt out is like, okay, I'm physically too tired. I'm going to continue tomorrow. Right. I (laughs) wish I had energy because I want to keep going. Yeah. Yeah, It's not burnt out like I'm I'm not doing anything else. I'm burnt out like you need to sleep. Right. Like. Right. We'll do this tomorrow. Like, let let it go. Like, right. There's times, like, if I'm locked into something, I'll be up till 4.30 a.m. till it's done perfectly. Like, my photography stuff, if I'm not, I, I do videography, too. Like, if a video's not done exactly how I want it to be done, I will stay up until 4.30 until I'm like, ah, ah, now I can sleep. Like, bro, I that's how I am. Right? But there's times I'm like, sleep, bro. Like, just, it's there tomorrow. But... Yeah, that's I don't get burnt out to the point where I give up. It's burnt out to just continue. Yo, where can the people connect with you, Mr. KOA? Very simple. MrKOA.com has everything. It has my bio, childhood, my lifestyle, my business. It has my podcast. It has my YouTube channel. It has my book. It has my photography. It has my videos. All in one place. So if you want to find Mr. KOA and dive into everything about him, Mr. KOA, that's M-R-K-O-A.com. You can't mess it up. And check out the book. Definitely go pick up a copy. Yeah, my book is called Mr. KOA Quotes. Fire. Hey, appreciate you coming through the podcast. Thank you guys. Thank you guys for this. Is, this was fun. I've never actually had this in-depth of a conversation about my story. Like, I've told it here and there. Like, I've done some conferences and stuff and different interviews. But I've never been like, dig, like, Dig, how did you, you know, like, I've never had to do that. Hey, I saw a quote today that said, what you give will live forever. What you keep will die with you. Yeah. People people never know. They'll never know, right? Yeah. This will live forever on the internet, so (laughs) they will know now. Thank you. Thank you for this. Team TCU, signing off. We're out. Thank you for listening to this episode. You can find the Come Up podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. The greatest compliment you could give us is to leave a five-star rating and a review on iTunes or Stitcher. This will also help us get in front of more people. And you can connect with us on Instagram at The Come Up Podcast. Don't forget to visit us online at thecomeuppodcast.com for a detailed summary from every episode all the way back to number one, including resource links and downloadable bonus content. (laughs) 